Joyride. Leroy leaned back against the wall in the shadows of the underground parking structure and admired the shiny red paint, sleek lines, and chrome of the brand fucking spanking new car. The little antenna in the back told him it had a phone. He'd never seen one of these. Didn't even know the make and model, which made him want it all the more. He pictured himself behind the wheel, calling Janika, and letting the bitch know how much class he had, tooling around one of the baddest sleds to ever hit the streets. He heard footsteps, looked up and saw an old, geeky-looking white dude wearing glasses, carrying a briefcase. The man looked frail in his corny, white-bread suit and tie. He came right toward the car. No, couldn't be. This ride had too much class to be wasted on a weak motherfucker like that. Leroy stepped out of the shadows. When the dude's eyes met his, the old man averted his gaze. Fool was scared. Leroy felt his adrenaline kick in. Sure enough, man shifted his briefcase to his other hand and went straight to the driver's door. Leroy's heart pumped faster as he dropped his hand into his pocket and slid his fingers over the cool metal of the thirty-eight he had lucked on in a B&E with his homeboy Reggie. Slipping his finger over the trigger, he wrapped his hand around the gun's butt and hefted it. Its weight felt reassuring. The old dude glanced over his shoulder, fumbled for his keys, bent down and unlocked the door. Leroy smiled to himself as the emotionless female computer voice calmly announced, Door ajar. Door ajar. Leroy moved in, smooth, like a snake stalking its prey. Gun out, low next to his hip, he glided forward, easing up behind the old man, trapping him between the open door and the front seat. Get up off the keys, fool. The old man gave a little jump before he turned to face Leroy. He clutched the briefcase in front of him as if it would protect him. Old fool looked pasty-faced and weak. His eyes widened behind his Coke bottle glasses when he saw the thirty-eight. He had a nervous smile on his face. The computer voice continued its message as if nothing were happening. Door ajar. Door ajar. What the fuck was wrong with this cracker? Here he was, losing his ride, and the motherfucker still smiled. Leroy remembered seeing smiles like that before. Scared smiles. He felt like slapping the man for being so weak. The keys, he said again. The dude kept smiling that same stupid, silly-ass grin while he held out the key ring. His hands shook so much the keys jingled. Leroy snatched him, stepped back, and waved the man aside with the gun. The geek's shit-eating grin started to get on his nerves. On impulse, he gave the old man a quick backhand, sending him staggering sideways. The briefcase flew from his hand and skidded across the lot. Leroy glared at him while the voice from the car continued in the same feminine monotone. Door ajar. Door ajar. He hopped into the car and slammed the door, finally shutting up the electronic bitch. He savored the smell of new car leather as the seatbelt came down, automatically belting him in. Then he jammed the key into the ignition and started the car. The electronic door locks made a solid clunk when he put the car in gear and backed out. He glanced in the rearview mirror as he pulled away. Fool stood there, still smiling, a tiny trickle of blood running out of the corner of his mouth. Adios, you gutless motherfucker, Leroy muttered. He pulled out into the street, turned onto the main drag, and headed for the freeway. Shit, this was almost too easy. He braked at a stoplight and looked up at the building he had just come from, 
then at the people passing by. Best get some distance before Grandpa called the man. He reached up to check the visor and saw the geek's picture. ID said, Jerry Orton, Senior Engineer, Consolidated Robotics. Leroy chuckled. Fool even acted like a robot. The light turned green. Leroy eased the gas pedal down, enjoying the car's smooth acceleration, leaned back and studied the plush interior, finally zeroing in on a cellular phone. Wait till Reggie and Janika see this bad ride. One mean motherfucking sled. He'd do a drive-by and show them how much class he had. He put his hand on the phone, yanking it away when it rang as if it were hot. Say what? A flash of panic rushed through him, like the first time he pulled a B&E and the phone rang. Then Reggie's words filled his mind. What you worried about? Nobody's home. Let the motherfucker ring. It chirped again. Maybe it was the geek's old lady. What the fuck? Might as well answer. Talk dirty to the bitch and let her funky ass quiver at the sound of his voice. He snatched it up. Yo, Leroy's pool hall, eight ball speaking. Leroy. The voice sounded flat and conversational like some old granddaddy talking to one of his cronies. Somehow, I knew you'd have a name like that. Say what? You talking like you know me. You don't know me from shit, Jack. Who the fuck you think you are? You know who you talking to? Yes, Leroy, I'm quite aware of who I'm talking to. The same unruffled tone. Is that right? That's right. Then who the fuck are you? Jerry. Jerry? Sounds like Jerry Tall. I don't know no motherfucking Jerry. Jerry Orton. That's my car you're driving, Leroy. Smartass motherfucker must have had another phone in his briefcase. Yeah, well, it's mine now. So you might as well take your funky ass over to the man so you can snivel about how some badass named Leroy took it from you. A fine-looking blonde bitch driving a Mercedes pulled up beside him. When Leroy smiled, she looked straight ahead. He hung up, snickering. The phone rang. He let it ring three times before picking it up. Give it up, chump. You're not being very nice, Leroy. The dude's voice sounded different like Leroy's mama used to sound when she was pissed. You think he can go around being rude, bullying people and doing whatever you want with complete contempt for the law? Leroy felt a flush of anger. Who the fuck did this cracker think he was? That's right, Jack, and there ain't a motherfucking thing you can do about it. My name is Jerry, not Jack, and you're wrong, Leroy. Something can be done about it. And what's that? The seatbelt jerked backward, pinning him tightly into the seat. What the f- He dropped the phone, grabbed at the latch and tried to release it, but the mechanism wouldn't budge. He heard a low hum, and the electric seat slid forward smoothly, almost pushing him to the steering wheel. He grabbed at the door handle. It wouldn't move. He snatched up the phone again. What the fuck you doing, man? Making an example of you. Aw, oh, man, come on, I was only messing with you, bro. I'm bringing the car back right now. I was only taking it for a little joyride. I don't want the car back, Leroy. I want my wife back. Your wife? I didn't mess with your old lady, man. It might as well have been you. You see, one of your, what do you people call them, homeboys? Yes, one of your homeboys killed my wife and took her car. Leroy thought he heard a tremor in Jerry's voice. Its tone had gone from cool to cold. So had Leroy's heart. His throat went dry. 
He started talking fast. Man, it wasn't me. I don't play that shit. I'm just having a little fun. Joyriding, that's all. A steady stream of cars and people passed him, oblivious to what was happening. He thought of screaming for help, or maybe shooting out a window, but he felt sure his screams wouldn't be heard. He was almost as sure that the windows would be bulletproof. Even if he did shoot them out, he wouldn't be able to get free of the seatbelt without help. How are your hands doing, Leroy? The voice jolted him back. Huh? The steering wheel grew warm, then hot. He had all he could do to hold on. A few more seconds, and he wouldn't be able to touch it. Chill, man. I can't drive the motherfucker. I'm going to crash. He held on for a moment longer, dropped the phone, and let go of the steering wheel. The car kept moving forward. He put his arms in front of his face and jammed on the brakes. The pedal went to the floor. He didn't crash. Leroy lowered his hands. Buildings went by. Other cars kept passing and the car continued, its steering wheel too hot to touch. At the next corner, the blinker switched on and the car turned right, went another block and turned again. He stared at the steering wheel, looking at it but not really seeing it. Leroy. His head jerked up. He looked down at the phone in his lap. You still with me? The phone, Leroy thought. He's controlling it with the phone. He reached down and yanked it out by the cord. For a moment, he heard nothing but the smooth hum of the engine. Then, the lights on the radio flickered, and Jerry's voice filled the car in stereo. They were quite brutal to my wife, Jerry's voice said. They couldn't simply take the car. Oh, no. They had to do more than that. The seatbelt tightened with each word, as did Jerry's voice. Then, the belt started to heat. The blinker switched on again, and the car turned left into a schoolyard. The steering wheel spun hard to the right, throwing Leroy toward the door. He looked out the window and glimpsed two kids staring at him, open-mouthed. The wheels screeched as the car spun in a continuous circle. Leroy felt lightheaded. His stomach rolled. Jerry's stereophonic voice kept talking. The doctors said she suffered quite a bit before she died. Traumatized. Very uncomfortable. The surrounding scenery blurred. The car went round and round. The seat beneath him felt bumpy, then prickly, like a nest of spiders. He struggled to jump up, but the seatbelt kept him pinned. They stabbed her, you know. Silence for a moment. Leroy fumbled for the thirty-eight. Fuck this shit. He screamed as bright pain flared to his right thigh, and a knitting needle-sized shaft shot up through his leg. He looked at the blood spattered above him on the car's roof, then at the scenery speeding past him. More than once, Jerry's manic-sounding voice said, another needle shot through his shoulder, sending a fine spray of red across the dashboard. His stomach spasmed. Quite a few times, actually. Another needle sprouted from his left leg. Each jolt of pain made him jump. Then he screamed, but a smaller pin through his throat cut it short. He held on to consciousness, fear, rage, and adrenaline rushing through it like windswept litter. I'm hoping the others will learn from your fine example. The radio grew quiet. Leroy sensed only the feeling of spinning, the smell of burning rubber, the screech of tires, and his own deep gurgling as the coppery taste of blood gagged him. Then the headrest detonated, 
obliterating his skull. The force of the explosion blew both doors off the hinges. The car continued circling while its electronic voice dutifully relayed its message. Door ajar. Door ajar.